The new iPhone keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. Texas Pete Hot Sauce is facing a lawsuit because it is not made in Texas. And an angry tourist smashed some statues at the Vatican after being denied a meeting with the Pope. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a very hot closet. The new iPhone keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. The iPhone 14's new crash detection feature is supposed to alert the authorities when it detects that you've been in a car accident. This sounds like a great feature. Sounds like it could save some lives. But there is an unexpected side effect of this crash detection feature. It dials 911 on roller coasters. (laughs) Yes, according to the media... This crash detection feature on the new iPhone has had law enforcement sent to amusement parks on many occasions recently after mistaking a thrill rides, twists, turns, ups and downs, and hard braking for a real car crash. Makes sense. It says here Apple rolled out crash detection with its new iPhone 14, uh, also its Apple Watch series. And how does this work exactly, this technology? I'm curious. It says here... The device is equipped with something called a gyroscopic sensor. Ooh, that sounds pretty fancy. It also has a high-G accelerometer. Ooh, that sounds like some astronaut shit. It's trained on the impact experience with a simulated car crash. So they simulated car crashes to train this device to know what a car crash is. They should have simulated it on roller coasters as well so that it can tell the difference. Also, maybe like if you're wrestling at home with your cousin and he, you know, does a pile driver and your iPhone's in your pocket, um, maybe train it on that as well. There's a lot of instances where your phone's going to move around a lot, maybe even during intercourse. Uh, and you can't be calling 911 every time this happens. It says here, if Apple's sensors detect that you've been in an accident or what they think is an accident, your iPhone will display an alert and automatically call emergency services for you if you don't dismiss it within 30 I'm sorry, 20 seconds. You have 20 seconds to hit the don't call 911 button. If you're on a roller coaster, you're just holding on for dear life. You, you don't have time to just whip out your phone and hit that button. Now, when it calls law enforcement, it plays an audio message that alerts 911 that you've been in a crash. And, of course, it also provides them with your GPS location. Now, in the story here, they're giving an example of one of these faulty 911 emergency calls placed while an iPhone's user was strapped to a roller coaster at Cincinnati's Kings Island Amusement Park. As the automated message plays, you can hear muffled screams in the background as the roller coaster runs its course. Yeah, so that's not good either. When 911 answers, there's an automated message that says, the user's been in an accident, and then it turns on the audio, and you just hear, ah, ah. <laughs> So they're going to assume something's going on and, and probably send the cops. Saying that in uh, Warren County, where this Kings Island amusement park is located, they received actually six emergency calls triggered by the park riders since the iPhone 14's release. It was also pointed out that other users have experienced similar issues in amusement parks across the country. The article ends by saying, you know, bringing smartphones on rides isn't really a smart idea to begin with, but the risk of false 911 calls might be all the more reason to leave the iPhone 14 and other devices behind before getting in that bumper car or on that pirate ship. Uh, It also suggests that maybe you put it on airplane mode or just disable the feature altogether. Maybe disable the feature altogether if you're at the amusement park. You can expect people not to bring their smartphones on the rides because you might have a nice 
selfie opportunity when you're you know, doing that loop-de-loop. You know, people are shooting everything. Your video and pics at, a, at an amusement park is like a must. You have to show everybody that you went. You have to show everybody that, hey, I'm at Six Flags on a Tuesday because <laughs> I'm unemployed and living my life. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like there's not real emergencies at these parks, but the, the real emergency is that you just spent $225 to go to Disney. <laughs> That's the emergency. Help! They've taken all my money! Who has, sir? Disney! Texas Pete Hot Sauce is facing a lawsuit because it's not made in Texas, apparently. This sounds like a frivolous lawsuit, but let's keep reading. A grocery shopper in California has filed a class action lawsuit against the T.W. Garner Food Company alleging false advertising over their Texas Pete brand of hot sauce. What is this individual's issue, this grocery shopper? Well, Texas Pete hot sauce is not made in Texas, but rather North Carolina. What's the name of this idiot that's suing the company? These people are just chasing bucks here. Philip White of Los Angeles. Philip. Get a life, Philip. Get busy. Philip claims he was under the impression that Texas Pete hot sauce was produced in Texas. It, it, it says Texas Pete. That's like somebody's nickname, bro. Are you okay? <laughs> Texas Pete. There's Texas Pete's all over the place that aren't in Texas. Are you stupid, Philip White? It says he was upset after he purchased this $3 bottle of hot sauce at Ralph's. It's also $3, dude. Really? It's a cheap-ass hot sauce. And you're, <laughs> you're expecting standards here with a $3 bottle at Ralph's supermarket? This is such a wasteful complaint and a waste of resources and a waste of all of our time. Should I keep going? Yeah, let's see if it gets more ridiculous. Here's a quote from the complaint. It says here, Mr. White, the idiot who's suing, relied upon the language and images displayed on the front label of the product and at the time of purchase understood the product to be a Texas product. Well, maybe did you read where it's made? They put that on there. And I'm sure it says made in North Carolina on the label. <laughs> like, um, you know, I haven't had this Texas Pete hot sauce, but I'll bet it doesn't say made in Texas anywhere on the bottle. Mr. White says he was also confused because of the images on the bottle. It has a lassoing cowboy, which he assumed to be distinctly Texan, as if there's no cowboys anywhere else in the world. Have you been to Mexico? They're still wearing cowboy boots and lassoing shit. <laughs> you dummy. Mr. White said he was later surprised to learn that Texas Pete is not a product of Texas. Oh, God, it's made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which they actually say on their website. The article has, in very bold letters, a question here. Why is Texas Pete called Texas Pete? It's an obvious question, and the brand even acknowledges that it may be confusing to some people. The brand's website highlights an article from a business journal uh, with the following sentence from that journal. With a name like Texas Pete, one would think the famed hot sauce is manufactured somewhere in the Lone Star State. Uh, so how is it that a tasty red pepper sauce is actually made in North Carolina, but happens to be named Texas Pete anyway. Well, they give you history on their history page. Legend has it that the founder of the company, Sam Garner, and his sons, Tad, Ralph, and Harold, were trying to come up with a name for their hot sauce when they turned to their marketing advisor. 
The advisor suggested, how about we call it Mexican Joe hot sauce? Garner rejected this idea in favor of a, quote, an American name and instead suggested Texas, uh, which also has a reputation for spicy cuisine. The website states Garner tacked on Pete as a nod to his son Harold's nickname. So Texas Pete is actually his son's nickname. All of this can be found out. It's public knowledge on the actual website, which is also on the bottle, I assume. In the complaint, White says, had he known Texas Pete was a made in Texas, he says he wouldn't have bought the hot sauce to begin with or would not have paid as much for it. As much? It's $3, you dimwit. This is a very cheap. The only thing cheaper than Texas Pete is if you go to like to the dollar store and buy what they're offering. <laughs> you can't trust that dollar store hot sauce, right? It's got like strychnine in it and shit. No, this is just an idiot. Please do not reward this moron with money in this lawsuit. <laughs> oh, man, there are some people out there who are just like, oh, man, these English muffins aren't made in England. Oh, I thought they were made in England, man. You know this Hawaiian punch is made in Virginia, man? I thought it was Hawaiian punch. I love punch made in Hawaii only. I was misled. Everybody knows Hawaii is known for their punch. And then, of course, there's all of the Chinese food in America that isn't actually from China or isn't anything like the food in China. <laughs> like, this, this is everywhere, man. It's called branding and marketing. And if you think that there's honesty in marketing, which in this case there kind of is, you're a fool. A disgruntled tourist smashed a very old statue in the Vatican because he was denied a meeting with the Pope. An American tourist, of course it's an American. It's just like, we produce a lot of Karens. I want to speak to the Pope. I, where's the manager in charge of this Vatican? It's just, I want to speak to a representative of Jesus Christ right now. I want to talk about the price of admission in this place. It should be free for all Christians. An American tourist requested an audience with Pope Francis while visiting the Vatican's Chiaramonte Museum. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds like it has some artifacts in there that are quite old. Yeah, one of them was uh, a target of this American tourist's angst, unfortunately. When this American, who's been identified as a he, when the American's request was denied, the man in his 50s directed his anger at the nearest ancient bust and sent it crashing to the floor. A 2,000-year-old statue was smashed. As the perpetrator tried to flee the scene, another sculpture was smashed as well. It says here the American was stopped finally by the Vatican police and has been handed over to the Italian authorities. No one knows what the tourist wanted to talk to the Pope about. Who gives a damn? What the tourists wanted to talk to the Pope about. This is a crazy person that thinks you could actually speak to the Pope. Do you know where you are? This tourist just came back from England and was like, I demanded to speak with the Queen and they told me she was dead. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. So I peed on that bridge. Now, unfortunately, the casualties of this were two damaged artworks that are now at the conservation laboratory being repaired. Chiaramonte is home to about a thousand historic sculptures, predominantly busts and statues, including a famed portrait of Roman Emperor Augustus found in the city's Prima Porta neighborhood. 
A representative of the Vatican said that the two damaged relics in question are each around 2,000 years old and are minor works within the museum's collection. Whew, thankfully. Uh, the experts are weighing the damage and proceeding to recover the fragments for immediate restoration. They say the shock in the Vatican for what happened was enormous. Well, you know, I wouldn't be that shocked knowing that it's an American that did this. We're always just demanding to speak with the person in charge wherever we go, really. But it's good to know that the number of statues that you need to smash in order to actually meet the Pope is uh, greater than two. I don't know how many. <laughs> Probably have to smash like six or seven, I'd imagine, before the Pope comes down from his bedroom. What is all the racket down here? There should be a separate room at the Vatican where you just... You drag the unruly Americans in there and give them an exorcism. Try and exorcise the American out of us so that we can be respectful when we visit your place. Yay! Hi, and thank you for spending a little time with the Weird AF News podcast, the only daily weird news podcast in the world. I'm your host, Jonesy, and I'm grateful for your time, and I hope you had a lovely weekend. I hope you enjoyed that Florida Friday episode. We had a good time with that. Uh, I got a pretty nasty review on YouTube of the podcast. Let me read it here. It says, First time listening to Weird AF News, and all I had was secondhand embarrassment for the guy talking throughout the broadcast. His attempt at random commentary on the news was absolutely terrible, and I feel bad for the guy in all honesty. It was by far horrible from the beginning to the end a complete waste of time that i will never make such a mistake in listening to ever again i hope this guy jonesy finds better writers or something going forward now i uh, took a moment to write a nice reply to this youtube user i'll read it to you how adult of you to thrash someone that has a handicap that's simply trying to make some content and bring joy to the world for free this sort of activity Ripping apart content that no one asked you to even listen to is more of a complete waste of time. Good luck with your life, man. <laughs> I thought that was an awesome reply. Now, of course, uh, the only handicap that I have is I'm, I'm suffering brain fog uh, as a post-COVID symptom. Uh, but this person's never going to listen to the podcast again, so they're not going to hear this. They're just going to see that this reply and hopefully feel horrible. <laughs> I love to make people feel horrible that tried to make me feel horrible for no reason, really. You know, you could have just moved on with your life, but no, a long paragraph was written. A lot of time taken. <laughs> this YouTube user. Uh, I should I should say YouTube loser. Uh, I did get a lovely email. Let's read the email because this bucked me up. Diamond Lewis, who's been a longtime listener, Diamond wrote, Hey, so that last call from one of your callers from that Florida Friday episode the other day was totally right, Jonesy, about you being a super great weird news podcast, dude. You actually are the only weird news person I listen to. It's like the other people who are doing weird news aren't funny, and it's like, how, how are they so serious about weird news? I know you're going to be greater than you already are and have an amazing super staffed podcast studio that gets video features from Spotify and pays hella dollars someday. Anyways, keep doing what you're doing, and your life seems like it's pretty lucky, so I'm not going to say the thing. Just kidding. Good luck with your life, man. <laughs> that was great. You see what Diamond did there? She set me up and then surprised me with a joke. And that's just a lovely email. I get more of those than I do the bad reviews. But, you know, it's fun to read the bad ones, too. Uh, I got a positive review on Amazon from Mel. Mel gave me five stars. And Mel was quick and to the point. Mel just wrote, funny. 
five stars. It's like, thank you, Mel, wherever you are listening to this. Doesn't say what country you're in. I assume it says reviewed in the U.S., so I assume you're in the U.S., but that's, that's great. So you don't have to do much. You could just do five stars and write funny, or you don't have to write anything. You just give me five stars. That makes me feel good, too. So I appreciate the review, Mel, and I appreciate the email, Diamond. Uh, if you guys would like to send me a message, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram, at funnyjones, and you can also see what I look like. Uh, lastly, I'd just like to take a moment to take a moment to thank all my supporters and listeners. You guys are great. You know, the majority of my listeners have great things to say about it, and so I just want you to know that it means a lot to me. I really appreciate that, and I hope you're having a great afternoon, night, morning, whatever time it is, and we'll see you tomorrow, as we always do.